back. So just kind of keeping a close eye on higher rates here coming into play after the jobs report, after the CPI, ahead of the retail sales, and how the dollar is starting to take notice here as well, all of this intertwined, and well, what we should uh, start with in terms of our discussions with Luke Roman, the founder, the president of FFTT LLC. He's our next guest. He's with us this morning. Luke, welcome. Thanks for sharing part of your Wednesday. I started off the block here talking about uh, the two-year back to 4.6%, the highest it's been in three months. Uh, starting to buy into this Fed message now a bit more aggressively than it had been over the last few weeks and a couple months? Yeah, I think that's exactly what's starting to happen is is this inflation number. Uh, it was it was it was a little stronger than expected. Yeah. Uh, and so you're starting to get the Fed uh, talking more about higher for longer. Um, and I, I think it's getting things into a very interesting moment in time uh, because uh, the two years not the only thing going higher for longer. Um, U.S. credit default swaps on the United States of American government uh, just hit highs in, on the one year. Uh, higher than they were in 2008 during the great financial crisis. And so something happened two weeks ago where Treasury came out and noted that they up, they upsized the amount they're going to have to borrow by uh, 60% versus what they expected just three months ago. Uh, uh, and they're going to borrow $932 billion in the first quarter alone, which is uh, a truly staggering number. I think it's an all-time quarterly record. The point here is that uh, everyone's focused on higher for longer, and what that means for rates, uh, it's very good for the dollar. There's not as much attention being paid to what higher for longer means to the United States government's uh, interest expense. And critically, with this blockbuster jobs report, with the lowest unemployment rate uh, since 1969, uh, U.S. tax receipts are actually falling at the individual level, uh, 9% year over year in January. So we're getting into this really weird point in the movie, if you will, where uh, Inflation is still elevated. It's not coming down as fast as the Fed would like. They would like to push harder. Uh, they say they're going to push harder, but the harder they push, uh, the worse they're going to make the Treasury's uh, uh, fiscal position, uh, which is already um, seeing a revenue decline despite the lowest unemployment. So when you wrap it all up, it's good for rates, good for the dollar. Um, and and it and it puts the Fed in a in a really tight spot. Is everyone's asking about Powell? Does he want to be the next Burns? Uh, people need to start thinking about whether Yellen is going to let Powell be the first Treasury Secretary uh, to oversee a default. You know, it, it seems like the higher for longer is being a little bit more accepted right now. And I'm starting to wonder if there's even a little bit of an inkling of the idea that the Fed may need to get a bit more aggressive if things continue, right? Obviously, we saw that rally tied to a bit of a shift, a pullback from the pace in terms of which the Fed was acting to aggressively combat inflation. But, you know, for me, I keep looking back at the market right now and the rally we've seen recently off the October lows still holding below that August high, and I keep thinking to myself that it's going to need uh, something a little bit more than what we're getting in terms of earnings, right? We've got the Fed talk, if anything, a headwind right now. Rates nowhere near the August lows. I mean, that's 10-year yields down around 2.5%. So I keep thinking to myself, maybe the market's gotten a little bit ahead of itself here without something a little bit more supportive from uh, Treasuries coming off and uh, helping that move to the upside. Again, 10-year yields, we're hanging out at 3.637 right now. I mean, uh, well off the 2.425, 2.6 area that we were in back in August. I think that's right. I think it all comes down to the dollar. Uh, you look at this, the, the Fed desperately needs uh, uh, lower inflation. 
to maintain its credibility. Treasury, when you have a situation with lowest unemployment since 1969 and receipts that are falling, and, and, and by the way, <clears throat> excuse me, the year ago comparisons are about to get much tougher. So so receipts are about to start plummeting. So on the flip side, while, while Fed needs a much stronger uh, dollar to help it fight inflation, Treasury needs a much weaker dollar uh, to start stimulating stocks, the economy, make it easier to pay back that debt. Uh, um, and, and what we've seen since October, the dollar fell 11% in a quarter. Uh, it's one of the biggest quarterly drops uh, on record, following one of the biggest quarterly rises on record the, the, the preceding quarter. And so um, it's, it's allowed uh, a number of different factors in terms of breathing room for Treasury, uh, but we're now starting to see the price that, in, that, that the Fed paid for that. Inflation is starting to tick back up. Uh, economic growth is starting to pick back up. And so we're now we're, you know, maybe in this period of time where they have to steer the car back to the other side of the road. But mm -hmm. this is it points to a <clears throat> it points to an economy and a policymaker position where it's it's no longer, you know, Powell driving the car to the interstate down the interstate to the beach or Yellen driving it down the beach. It's the two of them, you know, splitting a bottle of whiskey <laughs> uh, and and like well, fighting over the wheel like a, a couple of hated enemies and, and overcorrecting back and forth. And now it looks like maybe maybe we go back to the Fed overcorrecting. Well, on a bumpy road that Pe Powell described himself, right, in terms of the uh, it's not very well paved either. Let's talk about you mentioned some breathing room uh, I'm wondering does the UK's Bank of England have some breathing room after the CPI data this morning showing signs of easing still above 10 percent but a bit of a downtick more than expected uh, I would I would hate to be the Bank of England governor um, there I you know, ultimately, uh, they're going to be beholden to what we do. If the Fed starts to get more aggressive, uh, the same problems that Treasury faces in terms of revenues, et cetera, uh, it's going to be even worse for the Bank of England uh, in terms of their fiscal problems, because our fiscal deficits, our fiscal problem, as much as it's getting very acute in a way we've never really seen in this country in 100 years, uh, that means it's going to be even worse for the, for the Bank of England because our, our debt will get funded before theirs. So they're going to be, um, I, I, I think they're in a really tough position where, you know, they can try to raise rates, they can try to bring down the economy to reduce inflation, but um, ultimately the only thing I think that would really help them is geopolitical, which is uh, their government needs to basically reach a detente with Russia, which doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Uh, talk to us, Luca, about what you're seeing in terms of Europe in general, the EU and the ECB. I mean, there was a lot of focus on uh, the fact that the Fed was kind of easing or not kind of. They were easing right from the uh, quad 75s to 50. Now, most recently, 25. But the ECB still sticking firm with uh, the necessity for another 50 basis point rate hike. I guess I'm wondering how willing uh, are they to pivot at this point and to take the lead from the Fed? Have they kind of dug their heels in, do you feel like? It feels like they have. Uh, I'm also not convinced there wasn't an agreement coming out of that October of last year IMF meeting uh, between the ECB, hmm. the Bank of Japan, and the, and the Fed uh, to basically the ECB and Bank of Japan would get more aggressive mm -hmm. and that would help bring the dollar down mm -hmm. to at least by time. We've certainly seen that in the dollar and in, in, <clears throat> in the other in foreign the actions currencies. Of the I mean, yeah, which are exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. So I think all else equal, they continue to try tightening. Um, you know, the difference now is, is this easing in the dollar we've had for the last three, four months. Uh, looks like it's starting to show up in U.S. inflation and in economic data, and that kind of throws the impetus back onto the lap of the Fed. Hey, real quick, I want to show some of those other foreign currencies because we're looking at the dollar right now, which had come off. Now, it's lost its momentum to the downside, bottoming out around 101, back up to 103, 104. Here's the euro. I mean, obviously, 75 uh, percent, uh, maybe less than that now of that basket of currencies that make up the U.S. dollar. But let's talk about the yen for a minute here. I've got the 6J, and that also firms significantly, rolling over a bit as of recent, tying into the dollar, kind of starting to inch back up some. You could also uh, tie it back to our earlier discussions about rates, but uh, you've got the BOJ and new Governor Uida, it sounds like, uh, and it, there's some expectations that he's going to be a little bit more hawkish that helped firm things up a little bit, but now they're coming off here again. Yeah, it, it, that's and that really is, it's such a critical, um, it's really at a critical moment in, in markets, and it's all around that dollar. If, if they can keep the dollar moving down, when I say they, I mean Treasury, uh, with with some help from the Fed, with some help from the U.S. data, uh, with some help from the BOJ, with the help from ECB, they can keep the wheels on the cart. Uh, if they fail to get the dollar back down and through the lows we just saw that you were just showing, uh, this year's going to take a turn that makes 2022 look like a tea party. Hmm. And and as a reminder, we had the worst stock and bond performance since 1871 in the United States. And And so it won't be just stocks. It will be stocks and treasuries and bonds and when you look at what's happening with fed lending officer survey and how that ties into tighter credit conditions uh typically followed on a lag by higher commercial industrial loan charge-offs higher high yield charge-offs um you're 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 going to be looking at a year where this year you're going to see high yield bond spreads rise where credit charge-offs rise, not just a rise in, in rates driven primarily by duration. So it will be, if they don't get the dollar down and through uh, prior lows, the, the most recent lows and below 100 and on down uh, soon, uh, it's, in my view, going to be the ugliest market environment in, I mean, it's going to make 2022 look tame by comparison, in my view. Well, judging by this chart, there's quite a bit of congestion around that or just below that 100 level. So we'll see if they can even get it back down there, Luke. Uh, appreciate you joining us here. A solid breakdown. Luke Roman, founder, president of FFTT LLC. We're